It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. The pandemic has brought the world together in a way that Americans possibly would have never seen otherwise. Uh, For instance, um, there are trucker protests erupting around the world. In New Zealand, 120 truckers were arrested yesterday. There is going to be one near Paris. Uh, Paris, uh, the officials in Paris have said they are going to fine people, send them to prison for up to two years if they attempt to do a protest like this in Paris. You know, there are there are countries around the world where people are saying, you know what, we're done. And this is because of this worldwide pandemic and this overstep by not only our government, but governments around the world simultaneously behaving in the same way, all of them from the left side of the political persuasion. This was never about public health. It was never about that. It was always about control. It was all about a new opportunity for, and I don't know if you want to call it new world order like they say it or whatever. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but clearly there are those who would like one country universally and they would like it to be socialist with two different classes, one ruling and one being the rest of us. I I do believe that is true. And oddly enough, you're thinking that maybe France would be the first country to fall. Maybe, you know, the European countries would be the next to fall. But they've led the way with saying, you know what? Screw you. We're not going here. We're not going to do this. And they started with the massive million-person marches in different cities. And it could have been in Amsterdam. And it could have been in Paris. And it could have been in London. But they kind of led the way. And now Canada's leading the way with his trucker convoy. And they're not going anywhere. They are not going anywhere. And this this Rube, who is the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, whose father was the Prime Minister 20-some years ago, and Justin Trudeau, by the way, I didn't realize the glowing obituary he wrote for Fidel Castro. His, His family, they were in bed with the Castros. They were down with the Castros. And Justin Trudeau wrote a slobbering love poem to Fidel Castro when he died. So this will give you an idea where they're coming from. Where they're coming from, and you know what? Uh, I think the world is kind of done with it. I think the world is really, really done with it, and I think America is really done with it as well. And it's really funny that now we're seeing all of these mandates collapse around the country, and Democrat governors, like seven Democrat governors, have decided to end uh, most of the mask mandates, and one of them they're leaving in, in is is the group that is least affected by the virus as far as severe illness, hospitalization, or death, and that is America's school children. And there have been a lot of debate about why they're waiting for the kids. I think it's because controlling the kids controls you, controls the future. That's what I think. But some people are just saying that uh, uh, the reason why they're doing this, they're trying to placate the teachers' unions, blah, blah, blah. By the way, my daughter's off three days this week. My daughter was off three days last week, two days for parent-teacher conference, one snow day. This week, there's some sort of workshop, whatever. She technically had one class yesterday. It was a 24-minute class. They, they, they've cut the size, the, the length of the time for the class, and today she has off, and tomorrow she has off. Now, uh, you tell me that's good for any kids, and, and it's gotten a lot worse where I'm in. It's probably a lot worse where you are. 
because my daughter, I mean, they are out of school more time than they're in, and I am worried, worried, worried about her future. Now, I stay on her about her homework, and she's still getting A's and a few B's and very few C's. Thank you very much. But I'm worried about her and this generation of kids. And we've seen in this pandemic what lengths Democrats will go to to maintain power and control and at any cost at any cost whatsoever. And that means we don't care that suicide attempts in teenage girls have gone up 50%. We don't care that cutting and self-harm has gone up a third. We don't care, at least Democrats don't care, that 100,000 people died last year from fentanyl uh, overdoses and other overdoses. This is what we are dealing with. And all of this can be directly tied to the taking away of freedoms, the locking down of the economy, the severe depression, and bleakness being broadcast and telegraphed by leaders everywhere who are in control while they don't wear masks in public. And now the Democrat Party in the last couple days all of a sudden want to reverse course and act like nothing ever happened. And this is all about the election. This is a sad and pathetic thing about it. They did the same thing before Joe Biden was illegally elected in 2020. And that was they let a summer of burning and looting and trashing and police hate and injury and death go by until about a couple weeks before the election. And then they just kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, flatulence when you're trying to not make any noise. That's kind of what they did. It's kind of just let it just kind of eke out there, you know, kind of, oh, you know, we're really not, uh, the, you know, those, uh, those uh, riots were so bad. And then you kind of just, uh, you know, let it go. Maybe that wasn't the best analogy. <laughs> Although very relatable. I'll just tell you that, right? Very, very relatable. Coming up, uh, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan goes off on this. Also, uh, uh, on Newsmax last night, Jen Pellegrino interviewed uh, Hogan Gidley about the just where we are as a country. We're done. And the Democrat Party, it's too late. It's too little too late, right? I think it's too little too late for the Democrat Party. And I think that this November will be a bellwether moment for the Democrat Party, whether they need to blow up the party figuratively and start over again or learn something from it. So uh, the truckers strike now, uh, there's this bridge between Detroit and Canada, and uh, they, they've shut it down effectively, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of goods flow through that on a daily basis, and it's causing a slowdown in production of vehicles, GM, Ford, and Toyota, of all places. Uh, you know, to me, uh, I'm with, I'm with it, I'm ready to hunker down, if I don't get my car for a year and a half, fine. And I've got my freezers are full and I've got my backup and all that stuff because I think that, you know, we are all going to be impacted by this. But ultimately, government is being given a choice. Government is being given a choice whether they want to hold on to power and control, in this case, for a of the sake of an American election, I guess, and attempting to throw it again like they did in 2020, or saying, you know, you're right. All of these states that have never had these kind of restrictions do not have heightened deaths, so the science is clear. Shutdowns have not worked. We just saw a big study from Johns Hopkins, and, and it, there was no point in shutting down everything. And Canada's the first one for whom the bell tolls, and it's going to get ugly. And Justin Trudeau started off with a salvo, same salvo that, that Joe Biden uh, has been sending for the last year, that anybody in the opposition is white supremacist or Nazi or uh, Jim Crow or George Wallace or Orville Fabus or whoever. They've already they've fired the blow. Uh, Justin Trudeau's done. I think he's done. You, you cannot do this. You cannot come to the table and immediately address the, the opposition as something they're not.
Now, the national media did nothing when Occupy Wall Street happened. I was a part of that, not a part of the the, uh, the protest because I'm not stinky and uh, a, a communist. But uh, I remember I went down to the turkey trot for the 5K for Thanksgiving uh, about 2009 or 2010, whatever. And there was this massive encampment of these idiots uh, with no goal whatsoever. It was just Occupy Wall Street. We want rich people to not have any money, and we want to have more, that kind of thing. And I remember smelling pot in the wee hours of the morning, like 6.30 in the morning. And that's when my son was accosted. He was 10 years old by a a member of the Occupy uh, who was insane. And I uh, separated it. He was verbally assaulting my son for no reason because he's insane. But, you know, nobody in the national media raised hell about Occupy Wall Street, which left, uh, you know, cities in ruins, blocks in ruins. Nobody talked about the Chaz Zone in, uh, in Seattle, which was a god-awful mess. Nobody said anything about the riots of 2020. And now the mainstream media is, is like, oh, my God, this trucker convoy of uh, law-abiding, loving, uh, caring citizens who are bringing out bouncy houses for kids, cleaning up the street, shoveling off the snow on people's walks, uh, they are, uh, you know, Satan incarnate. And I think we have had enough. I think the world has had enough. And right now, Canada's leading the world. And I got to tell you, I was hoping something big would happen in Washington, D.C. I was hoping that we would have a Berlin Wall movement, a peaceful Berlin Wall movement, because this government is so ungodly corrupt in every way, shape, or form. We have people who spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours, who get filthy, filthy, filthy rich with insider information. Uh, that with government contracts so they can go to Wall Street and they can buy stocks and make millions like Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. And Bernie Sanders, the socialist, has four houses. And you and I have to go to the store and go, son of a gun, we can't afford salmon this week. And really, we'll have to go with a really fatty tube of hamburger rather than the stuff is like 85-15. That's that's, now we'll have to go with this. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Uh, I'm, we're going to get a lot done. When I was a United States Senator, I mean, uh, Vice President... Am I giving you too long an answer? Because if you don't want the detail. Okay, so, uh, yeah, 38, uh, 37 House GOP representatives, uh, they want Joe Biden to take a cognitive test. And, you know, I mean, we really are adults here. And when you look at the uh, dearth of evidence showing that Joe Biden has been mentally unfit for office since before the election, since during the election, we all knew this. We need to be able, as adults in this country, say that political differences aside, we have a man here who clearly is very, very compromised in charge of the most powerful country in the world. Now, the Democrats love this. They will never they will never admit it because they know that Joe Biden is having his strings pulled by others including Barack Obama. Joe Biden is the last hope of the class of 1968 and I'm talking about the radical leftist class of 1968. This entire control campaign, this attempt at uh, Green New Deal, all of this, um, this, this uh, COVID restrictions is all the moist dream of the class of 1968, and it's doing a face plant. And uh, other countries are leading the way to fight back, thankfully, including Canada. Troy in Cockeysville, Maryland, has been on hold for a while. Hello there, Troy. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Um. You know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel like giving, uh, standing up and giving a standing ovation to Canada. 
Yeah. I mean, out of, out of all the countries, you <laughs> yeah. know, I know some European countries have been having protests, but Canada, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> They're really showing the way. And I got to tell you, I have never felt in my life, you know, Canada is a nice place to visit. I've gone skiing there. But Canada, a lot of times for America, is a punchline. Yeah, uh, and and maybe it's because we're all arrogant and everything, and you know we know that Canada doesn't really need a giant standing military because they live next to us. Mexico's the same way, but Canada's always been kind of a punchline. They'll never be that way for me again, ever, 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 because the same spirit is alive that's in the hearts of Americans. Man, they are mirroring us, and 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 this freedom, this desire for freedom, is manifesting itself around the world. I, I hope that, that the sentiment from up there continues down here into, into the United States. You know, frankly, I've, I've been done with this for so long, and I've shared with Sean and Frank on the morning show and, and, and maybe with you. I don't even know. And, by the way, I hope your show does continue to grow. I know you're on more, more markets now. And some of my friends actually uh, have commented about your show. I didn't even know they were listening, but they say they wow. like your show. So Thank you. there's a bunch of us out there. Well, but, it's growing, my friend. It's growing. I'm blessed. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah great, great. But, you know, the, the truth is finally coming out. I've been following this, the CDC website since basically since COVID started. I really haven't looked at it in the last six or eight months. But they've this, what has been put out there from the, from the talking heads from the government is not the truth. The truth yes. has been on the CDC website from day one. The truth has been reported on the CDC website, but they haven't been telling it to us. If you go on there and if you look at the stats like I've done, the truth is on there about who was being reported who had COVID, how many people were dying, how many people simply had symptoms that were reported as COVID, how many people were hospitalized, where those, uh, how many uh, uh, beds and hospitals, et cetera, that were staffed. The truth has been on the CDC website. And I've said for a year and a half now that eventually they're not going to be able to twist what, what they're putting out there enough that, that they can keep getting away with it. And I think they've reached that point now. They yeah. can't keep getting away with it. From my yeah. estimation, and this is my estimation, I was a news reporter for many years. I know wow. how to read annual reports. There's reports like this. Maybe 500,000 deaths in the United States. Certainly not a million that they're reporting. Yeah. No I've, I've said that from the get-go. I've said that from the get-go. And, and you know what? And I got taken off of YouTube. I got taken off Facebook and all that stuff. I didn't even get a chance to comment on uh, on the election. I was taken off Facebook on the 4th of, uh, of November 2020. Uh, but, yeah, it, we've been played, dude. I've been saying this forever. You've been played. I started talking about this in March of 2020. I started talking about this then. And if you, if you go back and listen to my archive, uh, it was fairly obvious that if this is the worst pandemic in the history of mankind, then, then everybody should be wearing a hazmat suit. All stores should be closed, not to Walmart and, and Home Depot and Lowe's and, and all this. Uh, there should be body pits behind them uh, with, with stacks and stacks of bodies and sarcophagi everywhere. Uh, we've been played. Like we've been dead. absolutely played. Huh? Yeah, the street should have been like the walking dead. You know, yeah. walking down the street just seeing bodies dropping. Wake up. Here is Jim Jordan with a litany of reasons why the Democrat Party is going down in flames. And uh, all of the apologies in the world won't mean D-word for Richard before November. Think about this. Nancy Pelosi has closed the Capitol, allowed proxy voting, kicked Republicans off committee, won't let Jim and I serve on the select committee. First time in American history that has ever happened. They're trying to make D.C. a state, trying to end the Electoral College, trying to end the filibuster, trying to pack the United States Supreme Court, and they're trying to get rid of executive privilege. And oh, by the way, this January 6th committee altered evidence, a text mail, a text message I had forwarded to the chief of staff, altered evidence and, t and lied about it to the American people. But somehow it's Republicans and Donald Trump who are a threat to democracy. 
democracy. This is ridiculous. And the American people are so fed oh, up yes. with this. Th oh, th this yes. is a few months ago it was moms and dads in Virginia. Then it was 12 jurors in Kenosha who spoke for the truth and due yep. process and the facts. And now it's truckers in Canada. They are so fed up with this elite <laughs> mindset that says we're all dumb and they're all smart. We, the, Americans have had it with all this. And I think you're going to see it manifest itself in a big way come this November's election. Yep. And uh, we're not coming. They're not coming back. The American people aren't coming back. They suffered the abuse and they're not going back to that abusive relationship. Uh, we have Shine, I believe, in Australia who's been holding and God bless you for doing that, Shine. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, good day, Robin. I'm enjoying your um, your show, mate. Thank All you, the way sir. Down from Australia. Uh, I can't believe what Australia has become because uh, since this pandemic, because Australia was, uh, you know, uh, I always wanted to kind of maybe if I, if I had to go live in another country, Australia would have been the top of it. With all these dictators in charge down there of different provinces, how has Australia changed, brother? Well, Rob, I, I look at, uh, I'm a behavioral scientist and I look at uh, generational social psychological conditioning of the Australian social system post-World War to the present day. And I've looked at how the corporations, the foreign corporations, have infiltrated our system and how they've sort of degraded our ability to be um, independent. Yeah. It, it does seem that way. And also you've got uh, people in power who have disarmed the people as well. Uh, that is, you know, we always worry about losing our Second Amendment here. But it looks like Australia, you know, you guys have already had the dreams of Democrats take place in, uh, in the country. How's that gone? Well, both, both our political parties are exactly like yours. They're both, um, I believe, uh, being controlled by other forces that aren't really representing the, um, the betterment of the generations. You know, you were talking about children, and that's my main field, Rob. I look at, um, you know, how the children are going through these yes, pro problems with us, and um, I think there's a very serious problem, as you're saying, with children's development through this last two years' changes with their lack of education. They're, you know, the gaming machines, they'll be stuck on these horrible behavioural um, problems with addictions with gaming and mobile phone uses. So, you know, my main's more development in children's health, and that's the focus we should all be focusing on, whatever side you're on. What sort of uh, kids are we raising now? What are we going to see down the road? I, I don't think we can even quantify it. You've got, you've got kids who are three years old going to uh, daycare centers wearing masks all day, not seeing people's facial expressions. Uh, you know, I've heard nightmare scenarios where, like, Russian children taking from orphanages were complete sociopaths because they had no connection with human beings when they're babies. I mean, what the hell are we looking at around the world with regard to this generation of uh, toddlers to teens? Well, I, I refer people, my main two gripes have been for a couple of decades now is the uh, development of um, children's brains with the exposure of gaming, uh, especially yeah. violent video gaming, and I refer people to uh, Professor yeah. Douglas Gentile from Iowa State University. He did some great landmark studies quite a few years ago now, but uh, he's, um, he's a good reference to look at the serious problems with children as they're growing up with the effects of uh, these imageries in the brain, and also um, the other one is electromagnetic fr uh, frequencies in regards to the cells with uh, children. I work with. Wow, them. you're getting all smart talky here, man. You are getting all sorts of smart talky here. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, I like to cut the chase. You, you're a bloke yeah, who just cuts to the chase, and I like that. And yeah. it's a good, um, it's a good way to go. And I'll just cut to the chase, and I'll just draw you uh, the attention to the um, the end game of this uh, last two years with yes. both our countries. Go. Oxfam International came out with a report on the 17th of January, 2022. Oxfam International report says, um, Australian billionaires and world's richest men have doubled wealth 
during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you know, we've got a, a group of politicians in our capital that actually look at like Russia uh, after post-Soviet Union as the template with oligarchs and the government uh, really enriching themselves while the rest of the people suffer. That's we've got a series of oligarchs in our country like you do in Australia. Ours are Mark Zuckerberg, among others, uh, Jeff Bezos, among others, who've gotten filthy, filthy, filthy rich along with pharmaceutical companies. But they look at Russia as the template. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> You've got you, you got people in government. Listen, you've got people in government who haven't built anything or made anything, and yet Nancy Pelosi's worth two hundred fifty million dollars. Explain that. Explain why a socialist like Bernie Sanders has four houses. Somebody explain that. Unless you're looking at Russia and oligarchs and their partnership as the model. I, I just think it is. Listen, Shine, I gotta go. I thank you for calling from Australia, my friend. Do the toilet flushes go in the opposite direction as the states? Is that true? Well, I've got one of those. I know it sounds. I, I do my own recycling, so I don't even use oh, one of those toilets. You got one of those low, those low flow, those green toilets. Oh Lord. Well, you know, I'd like to um, be a good example for the new, the children, mate. Instead of a lot of our politicians, eh? Yeah, yeah. You take care of your uh, your waste. The government in our in our country throws it all over us. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, mate. Have a great day. All right, bro. All right, you're the best. You're the best. If you think that your uh, browsing history is private, you're uh, you're wrong. Unless you have ExpressVPN, you know when you go into incognito mode, doesn't hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use, how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you ever visited. These are scary times, guys. I've been banned on Facebook, taken down, had sites go away. People are watching your moves with regard to politics and other stuff. So it doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies, among other people. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visited. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for not having it and using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash newsmax, and you get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash newsmax, expressvpn.com slash newsmax to learn more. This is a worldwide revolution, and right now it is being led by truckers of all people. And another thing this is going to bring to the, to, the, to the fore is that they are so ungodly valuable to us. More valuable than any, you know what, in Washington, D.C., more value than I- any CEO who gets overpaid, more valuable than any uh, you know, anchor that gets fired from CNN. Truckers are more valuable than almost anybody as far as keeping society going, and that's another powerful thing that we're learning from this. There's so much going on. Uh, with regard to, you know, COVID and COVID dictators. And uh, yesterday there was a presser, my, my producer Ken sent me this. Uh, yesterday there was a presser and a speech featuring a, uh, a trucking a spokesperson. And it wasn't, you know, a bunch of uh, knuckle-dragging um, uh, Nazis like Justin Trudeau would like you to believe it was. And then there was a gentleman named Ross Byers uh, who spoke there as well. And these are normally folks who they, they, they leave their family they say, I'll be back in a week. They get in the truck and they drive and they drive and they drive and they drive and they deliver and they do it for us uh, without complaint. And they eat, uh, you know, food off a hot dog wheel in a convenience store and they drink mediocre to pour coffee uh, and they get it done. But we're going we're gonna to share some of the audio on that. Uh, you may have heard suggestions 
that the truckers have made their point, and they should now pack up and go. And But the uh, Prime Minister has never bothered to talk to them. You may have also heard that what needs to happen next is a negotiation. Both, I, both these ideas are misguided. They missed the point. The point is that vaccine mandates and other COVID rules are illegitimate. Not just bad policy. They passed their usefulness. Not just inconvenient. They are illegitimate. The truckers were very clear before they arrived. They are free people. They are not about to agree to not be free. I think you'll find the truckers regard their freedoms as non-negotiable. I don't think I heard him say Heil Hitler one time. I, I really Did you hear that in there? Did you hear white power? Did you hear anybody? Anybody? Uh, I didn't hear that. And I don't think you'll find them leaving until the mandates are gone. So there's really no point in pursuing negotiation. So it is what it is. And it may carry on for a good while until the change that we need is achieved. And, uh, you know, this is kind of what the left always does. They stomp around and they burn stuff and they burn cities until, you know, idiots come up with solutions like defunding the police. Uh, you may have... See, our solutions actually make sense. Heard... And encourage freedom. Liberal democracies... This is good. ...depend on the theory of the consent of the governed. Yes. The behavior of public authorities during this COVID period has undermined that consent. It has undermined trust in government institutions 100 percent. yes the yep the dhs is literally saying that they want to go after those who would undermine confidence in the government by uh talking out against the election and covid 19 restrictions this is real these people the truckers and the people who support them are essentially saying they do not consent here is a trucker named ross byers talking about taking back freedoms yeah, I'm with Taking Back Our Freedoms, the organization founded this past October. I was kind of trying to mind my own business, but when, when Jason Kenney uh, just straight up lied to us last summer and said the passports are off the table, it'll never happen, and then the next thing you know, he's uh, introducing the vaccine mandate, which I consider just vol- I do believe that Joe Biden said that. He said 100 days of masking. We heard 15 days to stop the uh, the, the virus. Uh, we heard uh, all of these promises. There was going to be no vaccine mask mandate. There would be no testing requirements. There would be no mask mandates. And all of that was a gigantic lie. All of it was a lie. Everything that has come out of this administration's mouth has been a lie. ...and immoral to force people at gunpoint. There's going to be hell to pay to take a vaccine. You say, well, there's not a gun here. It's just, just the loss of job and you don't qualify for unemployment. So it's just starvation, right? So this for me was so outrageous that I, I, I had to work with uh, George Barris, a co-founder of Taking Back Our Freedoms, and said, this, this is enough. We have to end this nonsense as quickly as we can. Uh, and uh, Taking Back Our Freedoms, I think, speaks for itself what we stand for. Uh, we invited, first and foremost, uh, Premier uh, Peckford to be involved with us, and he was glad to become the chairman. 
uh, of board of taking. Meanwhile, back- Prime Minister Trudeau called them white supremacists, said they had Nazi flags. Do you suppose that negotiations are going to go well after that? Our freedoms, and uh, and from there we built a team, including doctors and Dr. Pines, as you know, is a professor of ethics. I think you all know her story, and I just urge the media. Get on the right side of history. Get on the right side of history. Well, they are not on the right side of history. Maybe that explains why CNN's ratings are down 90%. Uh, somebody who's become a conservative superstar in the parliament in Canada is a woman named Candace Bergen. Here she is challenging uh, the uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, and then we'll hear Trudeau try to speak and uh, the parliament shouting him down. Countries like Ireland, Sweden, Norway, Israel, Czech Republic, the UK, Spain, Denmark, they're all removing restrictions and mandates, and they're all countries that have a lower vaccine rate than Canada. Here in Canada, though, we have a prime minister who refuses to lead and instead is being divisive. I have to agree with the MP for Louis Hebert when he says people don't know where public health ends and politics begins. Canadians want their lives back. So again, I ask the Prime Minister, will you follow, will he follow the evidence? Will he follow the science and the mandates and the restrictions quickly? And here is uh, the Prime Minister attempting to speak. Every step of the way, we have had Canadians' backs by following the science, by working closely with... The or- order, order, order. Yeah, you know, shut him down. I don't care. Uh, you know, he, he when you when you start off uh, negotiations by calling the other team Nazis, and this is you know this is what Joe Biden has done. This is what Joe Biden has done. He's called us Nazis. He's called us white supremacists. Called us whatever. And uh, you know, honestly, uh, there's no working with him at all. It's over. They're done. They're cooked. Right now, there's nothing that the Democrat Party can do. And they're going to try it. They're going to try another stimulus check, maybe give you another $1,400. It's not going to work. This is really great, though. You know, we are celebrating individual liberty and freedom and uh, your decision to get vaccinated or not. And Joe Scarborough says that individualism is bad. This man sold his soul for a piece of, for, I mean, for a job. Yeah, that's what it was. Here's Joe Scarborough. There's nothing about the common good. It's all hyper-individualism. I have my right to do what I want to do. I don't give a damn about anybody else's what they're saying. Yeah, maybe I got five vaccinations to go to school, and I gave my kids five vaccinations uh, because that was for the common good. But now, post-Trump, I don't have to do anything. I, I, this is, I, Just get in line and take your shot and be compliant. I don't have to care about my neighbor. I don't have to care about anybody. No, you get your vaccine. You get your bloody vaccine, and I'll choose not to get my vaccine. I'll choose to, uh, t- to roll the dice. It's not about there's nothing wrong with individualism and individuality and personal choice, Jobo. That is what you're writing about. And Jobo? It is something that is tearing this country at its seams. And it's... It's un-American. It, it goes against 240 years of, of American tradition and custom. Okay, now, now he's saying that individualism goes against uh, 240 years of American custom. We're based on it. <laughs> it's just, dear God. Naomi Wolf was on our show last week. She's fantastic. Here she is talking to Steve Bannon about uh, Democrats attempting to say, no, baby, I won't hit you anymore if you come back to me. Having been a political consultant, to Democrats, I'm so angry seeing what's happening now. 
because it's so transparent to me. <laughs> um, these poll numbers are, are not new. They're just leaking them now. People have been upset about masked children you know, across the political spectrum. about. And you know why? Because we've read things and we know the facts. Yeah, and we don't need to be a left-wing journalist to prevent the facts, which aren't facts coming from the left-wing. They're lies to support the government narrative. That's why when you find things like, hey, you know what? The Johns Hopkins says that uh, uh, the shutdowns were completely unnecessary, and here's why. And they show you all the stats, and the, uh, and the left says, oh, no, that's misinformation and disinformation. Forced business closures. What is to like, right? It is going to burn your political capital. So these are not new numbers, is my bet. I'm sure they have internal polling they haven't released showing how catastrophic these have been. It's just that they were minting billions of dollars in an alliance with pharma donors and big tech donors. So they didn't want to shift course until there was no choice. Yes, 100%. They didn't want to shift course until there was no choice. But they're not letting go. They're doing their very best. Anthony Fauci saying, you're still going to need that fourth jab. Anthony Fauci still saying, you know, all of these millions of children, five and under, they're going to need that jab. They're doing everything they can. They're milking it for what it's worth, baby. Every last drop has got to come out of this, this glorious, this glorious payday for our friends. And in the meantime, while therapeutics had been denied to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, even though we all know, because we did our research, and I actually took the drugs that saved me from COVID, they were denied because they had to wait for Big Pharma to come up with their alternative. And Big Pharma did. And, and it, it, oddly enough, was, a, was a, used for horse encephalitis. Now, uh, ivermectin was a horse dewormer, and it was taboo, but it worked. worked on me. Hydroxychloroquine, I take one every day. And I survived COVID without a vaccine because I couldn't take it. But they're doing their best to milk every last bit out of it, every ounce of control they were hoping and praying it would last until Election Day. But now it's starting to pull negatively, and now they're starting to change their tune, and it's too late. It's too late. You're done. You are fini. Bye bye. <laughs> You're done. It's too late. One of the other indignities is uh, the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan. There's a report from uh, UK Daily Mail. I've been sitting on this for about a week. White House, we're still figuring out evacuation plans the day before the Taliban took Kabul. This is. So soul-crushing. This whole thing has been so soul-crushing for our veterans, for our Gold Star families, to have watched this happen and to see parades of terrorists marching down the promenade, wearing our uniforms, driving our vehicles. Can you think of a greater, greater insult? Indignity. That's what it is. It's about making Americans suffer indignities. And there's no turning back. And you're going to pay. God bless our military, both living and uh, departed. God bless the Gold Star families, our first responders, police officers, border patrol agents, and of course you. And until tomorrow, do not, do not, do not catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.